as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. And here we are, another episode of the As Bold as Lions podcast. We're so glad that you can join us for these next few minutes. And glad as well to have my lovely wife, Corey, mm. uh, join me here once again for the next few weeks. Hello and welcome well, back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to have you. We, um, I know that it's, it's not always, um, feasible to always have you on for, I guess, busyness reasons of things, but I try to get you on when I can to just bounce things off of you and have that other presence, especially a female presence on. <laughs> you on need here. a female presence so, yeah. in your life, Derek. <laughs> I, yes. Every, every guy does, I think. So, um, I just wanted to just remind you, the listener, that these weekly podcasts are tied into um, blogs and, and content over at my website, and that's DerekCharlesJohnson.com. Um, there's blogs there that I've written, music that I have recorded, and just a little bit more about the ministry that we do through As Bold as Lions, which is all meant to encourage, inspire, and equip you in your daily walk with the Lord. Um, and there's also just some merchandise type stuff over there. So if you're so inclined, uh, t-shirts and CDs right now, and going to be getting some more of that going as we um, go out and do some shows in the next few months. So kind of need to build up that merchandise base. So look for some new stuff over there as well. Check out that, that store if you would. Um, just going to be spending the next few weeks going through a series called Profiles in Courage. And that's basically something um, connected to the Bible, just an idea that I had last year. And we wrote some of these blogs last year about different characters in the Bible. And just had felt like there's a need, I think, within Christianity right now to uh, just look at stories that can encourage us mm -hmm. to not abandon our faith, to be bold, to just as we face persecution or things of the enemy, to, to have examples that we can look at that will help mm -hmm. us understand how we, how we kind of fight in that battle. And so there's so much in the Bible that, that has that. And we I, I went into some of these stories last year in the blog, and they're kind of interspersed throughout the year. Uh, but I want to do a whole month that was just kind of centered on that and, and taking July to kind of, to go through some of these, uh, from week to week. And, you know, in Ecclesiastes one verse nine, if you want to read that for us, Corey. What has been will be again. What has been will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. So just this idea that really what we're going through is, is nothing new that hasn't been experienced by people that have gone before us. Right. Certainly nothing new under the sun as, as Solomon stated there in Ecclesiastes. So I think it's appropriate 
just pivoting here, uh, saying where we're, we're starting. We're starting with David mm-hmm. as our first character, and uh, we just had ended a series on the Psalms, which I enjoyed quite a bit, mm-hmm. and got to share those good. podcasts. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to do those, kind of taking a psalm each week. And we know that David wrote um, many of the psalms. I think the ones that I covered actually were all um, under his his authorship, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Um and so we know that he wrote these during different seasons of his life, different things that he faced. And um, so that's that's why we're going into David this mm-hmm. first week. And the story that I think people are most familiar with about him is, of course, David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the passage that we are digging into is um, out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, which is basically the, the entire buildup and kind of the aftermath of David's battle with the giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read that verse for us in 1 Samuel there. 1 Samuel seventeen thirty seven, And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So just in this podcast and with the blog as well, it's just Again, I'm just really pulling some themes out that I think uh, we can we can take away from this story, and kind of just making it more like a, a Bible study or, or devotional. And there's a lot that you could pull out of this beyond yes. just what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty long chapter. There's 58 verses, but I think just the courage that David shows in this moment it goes on to to mark the rest of his life. You yeah. know, and really that the encounter with Goliath uh, was a watershed moment for David. Mm-hmm. It was a real milestone in his life, kind of set him apart as, uh, at least in, in the eyes of the people around him, that this mm-hmm. was quite a thing and that the Lord was with him and, and um, you know, his presence was there. So we know that, that before all of this, David, you know, he didn't just step into this without ever having battled anything or, or gone up against anything. We know that behind the scenes, he did a lot of, um, fighting off wild animals and right. things, guarding his his being father's a shepherd, yeah. being a shepherd, yeah. So a little bit more on that to come, but you know who, how could he have known when he was doing all those things that this would one day prepare him for mm-hmm. uh, the opportunity to, to deliver his people? And so that's pretty cool. Right. So um, so let's dive in and uh, just take out again some themes here. The first point I have was that David was offended that Goliath defied the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And why don't you read that verse for it, uh, uh, verse 26 there. First Samuel seventeen twenty six, And David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Okay, so just to recap or kind of, just look at David's life mm-hmm. up to this point. You know, Samuel is a lot about um, Saul being brought in as king, the Israelites mm-hmm. wanting a king. But at this point, right before chapter 17, we see that um, Saul has basically gone off the rails as a king. He's, right. he's, God um, kind of regrets that he's, um, 
chosen this man mm-hmm. to be king, and he wants Samuel to go and anoint David. And mm-hmm. this whole process of finding the house of Jesse and then going right. through each of the sons and right. David kind of being the runt of the, the litter. The last one out in the field, not even there. Yeah. He's out in the, with the sheep. Yep. And but that's the one God said this mm-hmm. this is the one I want you to anoint. And mm-hmm. so so he's anointed to become king, and that's in First Samuel sixteen, it's uh verses one through thirteen. And interestingly, at the end of this, I, I forgot that this was there, but it says the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him from that day forward. Mm-hmm. So the anointing of David happens, and then we don't see this all the time in the in the Old Testament, um, because yeah. the Holy Spirit kind of interacted differently mm-hmm. um, pre and post uh, the coming of Christ. Right. But in the Old Testament, you do have certain times and certain people where the Holy Spirit came upon them. And this mm-hmm. says that the Spirit came on him and was with him from that day forward. So that that is pretty cool. And right. forget about the fact that the Holy Spirit was on David basically from yeah. from the get-go, right. from, from that anointing. Yeah. And then um, he's also... In Saul's court, because Saul has a spirit, the the Bible says that the spirit was actually sent by the Lord, but it mm-hmm. it, it torments him, it bothers him, and they have uh, word that this this boy named David can play the lyre and he can you know skillful right. at it, and they bring him in, and it, it kind of soothes Saul's temper, or <laughs> temperament, right. or whatever. Right. So uh, we know that about David as well. And then finally, we we know that he's still in the family business. He's working as a shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. And where we kind of come uh, into chapter 17 here, we know that David is going between his father's flock, which is in Bethlehem, and to the to the battle lines, the battlefront where his brothers are at. I mm-hmm. think he he kind of brings them supplies or different things and kind of checks up on them. And I suppose all under the direction of his, his father, you know, check Mm -hmm. on your, your brothers and all this. Bring me news. Bring me news, Mm -hmm. all that. So he goes to them on this particular time and basically learns about Goliath. And that's where he, he kind of realizes that this, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So, um, David, uh, hears Goliath taunting the Israelites is something he, he just, he did every day because he wanted somebody to be sent over to fight him. Mm-hmm. Basically, whoever wins will serve the other one, you know, right. the, that kind of a thing. And um, it, it strikes fear into Saul and, and all the Israelites. They're kind of, mm-hmm. seems like they're just kind of paralyzed and frozen in this moment. Right. Like, how are we going to handle this? Well, it just seems impossible to be able to overcome it. Yeah. It does seem like a real, like, who's going to beat this guy? Nobody None can of, beat this no, guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're in trouble. We're in you know? trouble, right? So this the deck is kind of stacked against them, mm-hmm. and um, but David, you know, comes in with this this whole like fresh perspective, you know, right. and so maybe because the Holy Spirit's upon him, maybe because of his background, as we'll kind of go through, you know, he recognizes that there's a problem here, and there needs to be something that is done on right. behalf of the name of the Lord. Right. And nothing's impossible for God. And nothing's he impossible. knows that. Right. He knows that he's, he's like, I've seen God do things before and yeah. he'll do it again. And right. So, but I love that the, the fact that David is just, he's offended because Goliath is taunting them. And really by extension, he's, he's coming after their God. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, 
he's he's jealous for the name of the Lord. He's like nobody's gonna just come out here and, and right. defy his his name, his holiness, you know. Right. And so, kind of drawing from that, you know, I think an application for us, and and this is something that we have to use cautiously, I'd say, and and sparingly in some ways. But there is a point at which I think we have to have a righteous anger. Right. in us for God's name, mm-hmm. uh, for his renown. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean that we get violent or there's, you know, there's something <laughs> that we do that's, that's not out of the character of, of who we are called to be in Christ. But I think sometimes there's, there should be a part of our spirits that, that is upset by the way people talk about our God or the right. way people talk about our faith. Um, and you could go into a whole discussion here about the culture, the media, all these things. But right. the church kind of always shrinks back because right. we're afraid of. Well, we've lo- some ways maybe we've lost our zeal for the Lord. Maybe yes, we need to need to consider that that uh, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people always talk about well, Jesus mm-hmm. overturned tables. You know that that was kind of right. the big demonstration of, <laughs> of zeal. Yeah. Of zeal. And, and that's a real thing, you know? So, right. um, standing up for what's right. I think that could be another way we, yes. we, we take a look at it. Um, uh, but why, you know, is, are, is David coming to the defense of the Lord because, you know, God's weak. He cannot act on their behalf. No, it's, Mm-mm. it's not that at all. It's just that he's, he's upset that they're, they're defaming, the name of his God, and that's something not not to mess with. Mm-hmm. Right. Final thought here is: if we are in Christ, we bear His name. When He is put down, we are as well. And David saw Goliath as nothing more than a tool the enemy would use to try and usher in defeat. He wasn't going to stand for it, and neither should we. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, p- second point is David's past victories prepared him for Goliath. And will you read those uh, two verses there? First Samuel 17, 34 and 35. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if it arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. So I often look at David, you know, through this story, and I just, I think, like, how did he become so fearless? He's and just what, a teenage boy right, at yeah, this stage. Right. We <laughs> have teenage boys. Yeah. I can't imagine them going, going toe-to-toe with a lion. Right. And everybody just kind of being okay with it, too. Like, everybody's like, okay, this is the best, this is the best we got. We're going to, this seems crazy, but we're going to do it, you know? But, um it it just shows you, I think, just how afraid everybody else was. And here was somebody that was willingly, like, almost reckless in a way about, well, I'm going to go after this. But his confidence was his in conf- the Lord. Right. Their confidence, the rest was of Israel, himself. was in themselves or in their armor or whatever. You know, like Saul right. tried to fit David with his armor. Right. And David said, no, no, I'm not wearing this. It's right. too big for me. I'm not used to it. I, I don't need that. I yeah. can't fight in this. Yep. All I need is my God. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, and, and David, up to this point, he's already fought some pretty significant foes. Mm-hmm. You know, no giants, but um, he 
like we mentioned, he took care of the sheep. Right. So part of that, his job was if a lion comes in or a bear and takes one of the, the, you know, comes into the flock and, and takes a lamb out, mm-hmm. like you got to go after and, and get that lamb back, you know, right. and save it. Cause, um, you know, that's, that's your livelihood. That's so right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty remarkable. He's, he's just kind of, he's, he's a boy with a slingshot. Right. And killing a lion and a bear. Yeah. And he's relaying this to, to Saul and just like, you know, just kind of like matter of fact, like I, I went after him, I grabbed him by the, right. <laughs> by the scruff and I, I beat that thing and kill yeah, it, you yeah. know, like get the lamb back. And that's, right. that's what I do. So, right. and so that just makes me like, like you say, he's fearless. He's a man of courage, and he's already a warrior in my mind before he gets on the battlefield. Right. You know, and like we were talking before, you you said something that just you know he was more of a warrior than the arm these guys that were already trained yeah, soldiers, all these like, seasoned soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he steps on with like more courage and more maybe even more just experienced than some of them have or are willing to display. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that verse there, that next verse in uh, Samuel uh, 1736, if you read that. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Yeah. So just the the confidence he he comes he's talking to Saul here and basically like we we gotta we gotta go after this guy mm-hmm. and um, his own resumes kind of brought him into this position and I think it's hard for Saul to dismiss it because David's saying I'm I'm we're, I've done this in the past I can take this guy out mm-hmm. he'll be like just one of these other well, these other things uh, other have already things defeated, defeated with the Lord's help yeah. So an absolute confidence in the God and his God, um, you know, that's it just extrapolating that that's the same confidence. I believe we're, we're called to exhibit and the boldness that we're called to have mm-hmm. as we think about the Goliaths that we face, you know, we've, the battles that we fight, they, I think they prepare us sometimes for, for bigger foes and bigger things that right. God has. Right. And if we've stepped out and trusted him, we can trust him again for, for whatever the next thing is. Right. Um, I mean, like none of our experiences are wasted. I mean, right. God's always preparing us through things that we go through for things he wants us to do yet. Yes. Yes. I love that. Nothing's wasted. He's, he's using every, everything we go through for, for some other purpose. Mm-hmm. We don't always know why or can't see it in the moment, but right. it, it, there definitely is that. And God can see that whole picture and, and why he puts certain things and certain people in our path and, and mm-hmm. so on. So we have to, we have to believe that the Lord is stronger than, than the enemy. Um, and, and like we said, just God has won the fight before he'll do it again. I think that was David's confidence that mm-hmm. he's, he's going to take this guy out just like a bear or a lion, just like something else he's, he's fought before. And, and God, God's telling him, you know, you already have the victory, and I'm just going to stand in that victory, that boldness. Right. Thirdly, and um, this is a, a statement that I, I don't know if I must have heard somewhere before, but it's it's just, a, I think, a good point to end on is, David looked not at the size of the giant, but at the size of his God. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to read kind of all this from 
the end here, if, if you would, Corey, this is kind of longer, but this is this kind of the clincher for me that, um, David comes before Goliath, you know, he's, he's basically laying it all on the line and we're going to see like he, this, you could look at this as just kind of trash talking each other, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's saying big words to Goliath and maybe Goliath's, you know, all he does say something like this runt or whatever you, you put before Am me. Dog, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he's, he's, he's taunting David, <clears throat> but we're going to see that, that, Obviously, there's more than just words that David comes, he, he comes with action. He comes with, you know, something to back it up. So if you'll read all that for us, and then um, we can talk about that. Okay. First Samuel 17, 45 through 47. Hmm. Then David said to the Philistine, You come at me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and with spear and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's. He will give you into our hand. Okay. So, I mean, it's some trash talk, but it's some pretty confident trash talk, I'd say. <laughs> some pretty, like, you know, you uh, read yeah. that. And I don't just, think uh, it's necessarily trash talk. He's just very simply laying it out, like, this right. is what's going to happen. This is how, how this is going to work. <laughs> well, and it also yeah. points to, like, you know, there's no, then there's no doubt Ooh. to those that are listening that it is the Lord that's going right. to do it. It's not David. Like, David is saying, right. I'm not going to do this. God's going to do this, mm-hmm. and this is how God's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, you, you, you got ahead of me here. So, cause, cause I, that was something I was going to say. It? I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's important. We can, we can make that point because David is, is quick here to, to make sure Goliath knows, the Philistines know, but also the whole army behind him with Israel, like God's, going to do this. Right. I'm just the the vessel. I'm just the person who stepped up and, mm-hmm. and was willing to go out here. Right. But like, this is God's battle. This is his victory. And it all points to him. Right. I'm not um, a glory hound. I'm not taking credit for what God's going to do. Right. Obviously, this, this kind of advances David's stature. And from here, like we said, this is kind of a watershed moment. And it, it makes Saul jealous. It, it causes this rift. And, mm-hmm. you know, David's on the run for quite a long period after this before Saul's defeated and he's officially king. But the, this was his moment to say, to give all the glory to God, even in advance of the victory. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you get the victory and then you give God the glory. And, but right. it's like he's, he's saying at the onset, we're going to win. And it's mm-hmm. going to be because that God gave you into our hands. So, right. so he he takes out Goliath with um, not the armor, not the sword, not all the stuff a normal warrior would probably go into battle with, but just five smooth stones in a sling. He but just it needs, only took one stone. He only you got know, yeah. That was interesting to me that he went and picked five smooth stones, right. but it only took. He was one. ready, you know, if he needed a second shot, I guess, but mm-hmm. he he just got him with one, and mm-hmm. uh, he. 
that that's it. And you know, the, the point here that David looked not at the size of the giant, but at the size of his God, I know that that can sound a little bit cliche, but, but it is true. You Mm -hmm. know, he, he looks past the size of Goliath. I believe he didn't even size him up like, well, can I beat this guy or not? You know, he, he just saw how great his God was, how, how much he could rely on the Lord and, and Mm -hmm. was willing to just to go out there when, when nobody else was, you know? And I think for us, when, when we face problems, are are we quick to, to just doubt and get discouraged and discount that God can, could save us at all uh, as well, you know, or, and that he can move, you know, can, can he still heal? Can he still deliver? Um, is he big enough to handle this problem? Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's a relational problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, these all seem really big. These are right. Goliaths to me, and I, I just don't know if God can can fix this. You know, right. and the answer is yes, He can. You know, too. But too often we 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 look at the giant in front of us, mm-hmm. and we we don't look at the size of of God that is right. bigger than it. We're, we're very guilty, I think, of having a small view of God. Yeah. I mean, God spoke creation into existence with his words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we yeah. forget that. We right. forget just how awesome God is. Right. And I think we're we're so far removed from, we read the Bible, we, we, we sing songs about this, these things, we hear sermons, but we're so far removed from it that if we don't see it on a regular basis somehow in our lives or in the lives of, of people around us, mm-hmm. we, we, we tend to doubt that, that God moves that way. You right. know, that God can do that, that God right. can heal cancer, that God can restore um, a broken marriage, that God can whatever, you know, you put your name on whatever your Goliath is. Right that's in front of you and you're you're focused on that and you're you're not seeing past that and how can you and I look past that and and pray past that and say you know this this thing in front of me is not the final word or the final authority over my life that god god is the one who will who will have right the last word right and so you know Goliath was all talk. I believe David was was more than talk. He mm-hmm. was action, and he acted upon the truth, and and the promise that God, the God of Israel, was bigger than this this overgrown Philistine, uncircumcised Philistine. And, and Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. So. Well, uncircumcised Philistine. You know, like he's. I mean, they're not under God's covenant either. Right. Yes, and that was a defining thing that this person, not under a covenant, not a follower of God, is is trashing our God. Right. You know, again, that's that's an offense. So, just kind of as we as we close, you know, and we're taking this into just our modern day context, just you know, some final thoughts. Um, for me, it's it's really the belief that I cannot stop trusting God as as a victor in my life and over my life mm-hmm. need to continue relying upon him and seeing him as the same God who moved on, on David's behalf. Right. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Amen. 
And David had confidence, unshakable. I think God honors that when mm-hmm. we when we come to that place where we we say, "Whatever happens, God, I'll serve you," and and you're still you're still God, and mm-hmm. and I'll trust you. And like we talked about, and this this is where I was uh, alluding, you he didn't he wasn't there to steal the victory for himself. He wasn't there to make his own name great. Talking about David, you know his mm-hmm. his concern was for the name of the Lord. And his heart was moved to fight and see that God's name was honored. And I think that just comes back to this point where we must be moved as well when the world attacks our Savior mm-hmm. and cannot back down from the fight. And that's kind of this whole idea. One of the main reasons behind this series of, of profiles and looking at people, people like Esther or mm-hmm. um, next time Joseph and just um, people that you look to that just displayed just tremendous, you know, courage and faith. And, and just these stories are just like, wow, you know, that really happened. But knowing that that's the same God then that we serve now, the same God, and that we would have that same fervor, that same passion Mm -hmm. and, and that same just ability to step forward and say, I'm going to, I'm going to stand no matter what, because right. in the end he gets the victory either way. And, um, and that's what, that's what this is about. That's what, um, as bold as lions is about. And that's a theme that I hope that you pick up on whether you've heard this podcast once or uh, a handful of times, whether you've read our, the blogs that you're, you're seeing that again and again. Okay. So so that's my encouragement to you as as we close is just to keep fighting, keep going, that God will have the victory. And I just feel uh, led to say if there's something you're praying about, if there's um, some sort of Goliath type thing that's that's before you, that's in your life right now, some sort of just issue that you're dealing with, and you're not sure how to to get to move past it, how God's going to deliver you uh, from it or through it. Um, I'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. And we get prayer requests, uh, on a pretty regular basis, yeah, through here and through email and Facebook and Instagram. So there's different ways to get in touch. Uh, emails info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com. But we'd love to, to pray with you and, and just agree with you that God's gonna yes. take this giant down, whatever yes, it is. Definitely. So, so send them our way. Yes. Amen. So with that, um, We hope to catch you again next time. And being that Corey is here, I would love you to close us with our theme verse. Theme verse. Yes. From Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Amen. God bless. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.